With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you're a Jet, you listen to Jets All The Way. This is the Jets All The Way podcast with Mags and Sabo. I'm the aforementioned Mags, Jeff Magliacetti to be precise. And this is the Jets All The Way podcast once again. Back for yet another episode and we'll be taking a look at the schedule this time around. We'll also be taking a look at the draft process coming up just next week right here on the Jets All The Way podcast. I am Jeff Magliacetti, of course, from EliteSportsNewYork.com. And with me, as always, is my editor, Rob Sabo. Rob, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Very short and sweet today. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Short, short and steady. Sometimes win the race. Actually, no, it's slow and steady, which does make sense as a NASCAR fan, but I roll with it. We are taking a look at the Jets' schedule as promised this week. 16 games on the Jets' slate. As per usual, more to come possibly. Time will only tell. Looking at this Jets' slate right now, Rob, and I believe we talked about a little bit about it last week, but I just kind of wanted to say it more in depth. Nothing, you know, personifies or showcases the NFL stranglehold on the American imagination more than schedule schedule release day slash week because it, it's so amusing to me that you know the NBA, the NBA and NHL playoffs again in full swing MLB season is underway. All anyone's talking about is the attachment of dates and times to games we knew were happening a decade in advance. You know, fourteen of the sixteen games are decided a decade in advance based on the NFL scheduling of formula, but something about the addition of some more numbers, times and dates, it causes people to lose their minds. I mean, there's this whole show planned around this concept. It makes people on social media, social media go nuts. And I just think nothing showcases the stranglehold on the American imagination better than this. And anyone who tells you that the NFL is quote unquote, a dying league has to get their head examined. I mean, speaking about short and sweet, less is more, right? Yeah, you're uh, absolutely right. 16 games. I mm-hmm. mean, tanking is not usually an issue in the NFL because every week means the world to every so many people. Week. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So. I mean, we, we talked about in the late stages of last season how the Jets didn't the Jets shouldn't tank, and they didn't for the most part. Those three of those final four games were very competitive, and now it gives them some momentum heading into this new season full of hope. And that season 
will begin, of course, as it always does, in September. And this time, it begins with a game against the Buffalo Bills. Now, last week, Rob, we were talking a little bit about what we were expecting from the Jets' schedule. The Jets will play the Bills to start the season on September 8th at 1 o'clock p.m. And I got to say, Rob, I'm very surprised that Jets' Bills did not get national status this time around. Yeah, it is a bit, it is a bit surprising. Um, I think I, I mentioned I thought Jets Bills would be a Thursday nighter, mm. uh, at least one of the Thursday nighters. But yeah, um, I think it's way to the Thursday night slate, doesn't it? In fact, that's how the uh, Jets dance to anything meme got started through a Thursday night game. Yeah, but it, you know Buffalo, they put Buffalo on Thanksgiving, which yes. is an interesting one. So you know, I don't know. It, it's interesting. It's interesting the way they're viewing Buffalo right now. It is. It is, and fun fun fact is fun fact of the matter is. The Thanksgiving game is the only game, I believe, that Buffalo is outside of a Sunday at 1 o'clock time slot. And this time around, the Jets' schedule is actually sandwiched with games against the Bills. The first game will be at MetLife Stadium Week 1, and then Week 17, the Jets go up to Orchard Park. And I don't think anything needs to be said about going up to New Era Field for the last week of the season. Don't you think, Rob? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Yes, that happened. And Ryan Fitzpatrick will happen twice this year, as a matter of fact, as he is a member of the Miami Dolphins. And that's an interesting stretch. So we take a look at this Jets schedule. And there are three primetime games thus far. Two on Monday night, including week two against Cleveland. And week week seven, I believe, against the New England Patriots. And that's actually an interesting stretch for the Jets, I think, Rob, because... That first seven-week stretch, consisting of six games, their bye week comes in week four. This is a stretch that I believe is going to make or break the Jets' season in the sense that if you emerge from that stretch three and three, you've done something right and you're able to build something moving forward. Because look through it. You have four games alone against playoff teams from last season, two against the New England Patriots, who, of course, won the Super Bowl. Then you also have interconference foes, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm shocked that Cowboys game didn't get flicked, didn't turn to the national stage because the last three times the Jets have played the Cowboys, all those games have been nationally televised. Thanksgiving in 07, the week one opener, Sunday night opener in 2011, and the December Saturday night game in 2015. And the Eagles game is also interesting in the sense that the Jets are 0 for 10 all time against the Philadelphia Eagles, have never beaten them, only NFL team they have yet to beat so far. So, And that stretch also includes right now, so it includes four, playoff game, four games against playoff teams and the two outliers are teams that are supposedly on the rise in the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns. So if the Jets can emerge three and three from this stretch, I think they'll consider that a success. If they don't, it could create the start. It could be the makings of a long season in New York. Yeah, agreed. Uh, week, uh, what is it? week three to week seven is <laughs> rough. Now, the positive is that's when you want to catch the Patriots. You know, how many times have the Patriots started two and two or even one and three or three and two or two and three? You know, they've usually ended with the Patriots uh, either week 16 or week 17. This is a positive to catch them twice early in the season, all before week seven. And looking at the schedule, you're right. That stretch is tough, which means week one is crucial. Mm -hmm. They have to take care of business against Buffalo in week one. You hate using the term 
must win so early in the season. Obviously, you hate using that term in September. That should be reserved for, you know, the Yankees and Mets. But that could be the closest you get to a week one must win moving forward for the Jets. As for the Patriots series, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. And it's why we only have ourselves to blame when New England perpetuates the underdogs narrative because every year the Patriots always seem to lose a game they should have, be it against the Jets, be it against Miami, be it against Buffalo. And last year was a week two Sunday night game against Detroit. And everyone and their mother said, oh, the Patriots are done. We have to go through that song and dance every time Tom Brady dares throws an incompletion. Let's just... Let's just, until the Patriots are dethroned, let's stop calling their demise. It'll be a lot less heartbreaking that way when they inevitably rise from it. Now, these six games to start the year, again, you have to emerge three and three from that stretch because the, the slate up through week 15, it's considerably easy. You go through the, the slate, weeks eight, through thir- weeks eight through 14, at Jacksonville, at Miami, home against the Giants, at the Washington Redskins, Home against Oakland, at Cincinnati, home against the Miami Dolphins in Week 14. Now, the Jets, those are all games you should win. Now, this is the NFL, you know, any given Sunday and whatnot. But these are games that the Jets could very well be favored in each. Maybe they won't be favored in the road in these games, but they're definitely games that you should be able to pencil in for a win, barring something disastrous happening. Now, again... I don't think that they'll go. It's it's a lot to ask the Jets to win six games in a row right now, but or seven games in a row. But this is it's this is a stretch that could very much set you up for primary wild card positioning in the playoffs. Now, I will clarify. I have a bit of a strict policy in the sense that no football predictions, be it professional or college, until the NBA and NHL playoffs have wrapped up. So I'm not going to give you the whole oh I think they'll go 12 and 4 this year or whatnot. But let's face it. New England has a monopoly on the AFC East until further notice. So the Jets are going to be in a very crowded wild card picture. You need to take care of business against these teams. None of them made the playoffs last season, and I don't think you'll be seeing many, many, many prognosticators putting them in the, the postseason this year. I mean, the Bengals or the Raiders probably have the best chance of that. The Raiders, of course, going through that silliness with Bruden and uh, Mike Mayock with the draft process here sending all their scouts home. So that should be interesting. But you go through this, maybe some people will put the Bengals in their bracket, in their playoff brackets. But other than that, you need to emerge from this stretch good because the final stretch of the season, two AFC North teams, they, they'll be playing the Baltimore Ravens in their Thursday night game, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the penultimate game of the season in their home finale, and of course, wrapping up with the Buffalo Bills. But that seven-game stretch, you need to emerge with a winning record if you want any hope of contending for the playoffs. What do you think, Rob? Well, think about it like this. Break it down oh. like this. Like yeah. you said, the first six games, three and three. Mm-hmm. Right then, you got the seven-game easier schedule. If they can go five and two, yeah, okay, I'm taking it. That is what is that? Eight wins right there. That would yeah, that would put them at eight and five at that point. Then one out of three or two out of three during those final three games mm-hmm. will make or break the season. Yes. So if you kind of break it down in the in those uh, those three separate brackets based on uh, strength of schedule and let's be honest we don't know the strength of schedule yet we always we never know it changes on a drop of a hat the best thing about the nfl schedule is trying to get an easier one to open up the season yes which is why i don't i don't think this jet schedule is the greatest in the world Mm -hmm. but you're right the middle of that schedule is kind of is kind of weak there and they could take advantage 
it's but very- if you really want and if you really want to break it down right now, think about it like that in those three. The first six, then seven, then the final three. They gotta get to eight wins before the final three. Very much like a NASCAR race when you think about it that way with the three stages and whatnot. But it's interesting. I always I always hate the discussions about strength of schedule. I always hate it when people come out and say, Well, that's because they had an easier schedule and whatnot. I got news for you, folks. With the exception of the two opponents that serve as the outliers, as the undetermined opponents that we don't know in future schedules until the ensuing season ends, you have literally the exact same schedule. You're playing the literally the exact same opponents as everyone else in your division. So we need to cool it yeah. with the strength of schedule arguments. We need to cool it with the you had an easier schedule one not. I believe Bill Parcells said it best. You are what your record is. I'm paraphrasing him right there. Or you, you're as good as your record is. He says something along those lines. But I think those words ring so true, especially in the NFL. Yeah, and the Jets' outliers are the specific divisional matchups um, placed within your division. Are the Jags and the Raiders this year? Which means, what are the Pats? What, where, 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 are they, where yeah. do the Patriots play those teams? Oh, the Patriots. Yeah, the Jets. The Jets have the Jets. Difference between the Patriots. Jets have the Jags and the Raiders. Yeah, the New England Patriots. The first place team in the West, which is the Chiefs, and the South, which was who? Texans. The Texans. Yeah. So Pats have Texans and Chiefs. Jets have Jags and Raiders. That's the only difference. Yeah, that's the only difference. Maybe you'll find a few differences on the home and away slate in the non in the non divisional thing, but other than that, it's literally the exact same opponents for fourteen of the sixteen games. So people need to stop making those excuses. I say, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we have the Jets schedule right now. We'll give you our official our official predictions later in the season. Again, just enjoy the basketball and hockey playoffs for now, folks. We'll worry about the NFL playoffs at a different time and place. Now. We have more pressing issues to discuss right now, as this time next week, we will be discussing, of course, the NFL Draft. Rob, looking forward to this one. What about you? Oh, it's so big, Jeff. It is huge. I mean, I uh, spoke about it earlier today. The hype the hype machine is so crazy with yes. the Jets right now. Listen, they're they're tremendous business model franchise. Their Twitter is lit on fire. <laughs> Uh, with the superstar signings and the new uniforms and JB Smooth. Yes. This draft, there is a way to match that hype with production, but it's slim. They're really going to have to nail it, but it's so huge. This is this is McCagnan's moment right here. This this is going to decide the future for Mike McCagnan. I mean, he was on thin ice as it was last year, but now this is going to decide whether he's sticking around for this long term in what we should what we should probably call, quite frankly, the JB Smooth era with the uniforms and whatnot. I'm perfectly content with calling this the JB Smooth era. That's perfectly fine in my regard. And by the way, if you wanted to if you want to go over to the Jets Twitter account, folks, they actually did a great job with the with the schedule reveal revealing who would revealing who they would play in what order. They did it in the style of NFL Blitz 2000 and you know, as a child of the late 90s and early 2000s, I absolutely loved that game. So that was a great trip down memory lane. And it's a type of game you definitely could not make in today's NFL today. Don't you think, Rob? Yeah, I'm more of a Tecmo Super Bowl baby. But <laughs> listen, it was pretty good. Listen, I played Blitz as well. Both were top notch. Oh, both were fantastic. They did a great job with that. So great job by the Jets there. Guys, keep up the great work. You're doing great. So that leaves, that leaves the next question. What are the Jets going to do with their selections in the 2019 NFL draft? Now, logic dictates they, they should 
continue to pursue a trade down, especially one to get back in the second round, which was, of course, dealt to Indianapolis for Sam Darnold. The hot rumor that's been going around lately, I've seen at least on Twitter, is Ed Oliver going to the New York Jets. What's your thoughts on that, Rob? Uh, I mean, everyone's screaming about Quinn and Williams, but Ed Oliver might actually be more talented than Quinn and Williams. I agree with um, that. There's a lot of talk about that. Now, Ed Oliver has questions. He has character questions. He has certain questions in his life. Is he as uh, humble and, and dedicated as Quinnen? Doesn't seem to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, I'm to the point where best available player, you got to throw it out the window. They, they've been going on for far too long without an edge and without offensive linemen that it's got to be one or the other. Best player available, in my opinion, is a luxury that is only afforded to you when you're quote unquote one or two moves away from the Super Bowl. The Jets are getting close to that point, but they're not at the point where I'm willing to elevate them to, you know, Nash to title contention immediately. They're in the sense that let's you should worry about winning the division at first. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Adam Gates made some interesting comments this week about the division. But right now I don't think the Jets are in a good a perfect spot to make the best player available selection right now. They need to get some... And here's what... Oh, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. Here's what doesn't make sense Mm. about Oliver and Quinn and Williams. Right. They have Leonard Williams and Henry Anderson. Yes. These guys are three technique guys. They're not nose tackles. They're 287 to 300-pound tackles. They play a little bit outside. They can't line up on the center. Only two guys could play in the sub package. The nickel. Yeah. There's no three. Three can't be on the field at the same time. Only two guys could play in the four three. Three okay. guys could play in a three four, but none of them are nose tackles. Exactly. So I don't understand this. Ed Oliver and Quinn Williams are both the same position as Leo and Henry. What they need is a as a 310 pound nose tackle to yes. complement those two. Either that so, or outside linebacker, I say. Right. So I, I just don't understand that fit is terrible. It's the same, same identical situation as taking Leonard Williams when Sheldon Richardson and Muhammad Wilkerson were already in-house. Yeah. And one of them laughably tried to play outside, whether it was Sheldon or Muhammad, tried to play on the edge as a 300-pound guy getting lost in space. It, it's a disaster. You don't ever want to see that. Nope. Nope, you don't. And, you know, you want to take a look at the – linebacking prospects in this draft these are these are the type of guys that are going to be available later in the first round they're going to be available you know in the second round where the jets need to trade back so you need to put your efforts right now into getting edge help and maybe even some cornerback help in the process while we're while we're talking about it and you need to get into this draft and you need to bring some guys and there are guys like brian burns out of florida state you got chase winovich out of michigan jermaine pratt out of north carolina state Vashawn joseph in florida these are the type of guys that are going to be available later Later in these rounds, and there are going to be some good mid. There's some good mid major talent too that they should take an eye on. Guys who are seniors, guys like Terrell Hanks in at New Mexico State, that guys like uh, Sion Takati out of uh, BYU. You should definitely take a look at these guys moving forward, and definitely get back into these rounds and work your way in there to get the edge help you desperately need. Because you're looking at an AFC, particularly an AFC East that is going to be dominated by not only Tom Brady for the foreseeable future, but you have to deal with a different Josh Allen as well, the one quarterbacking the Buffalo Bills. So definitely this is a, this is a need that you have 
have to fulfill, and the Jets must do that this time next week. We'll wrap it up with a bit of a comment from Adam Gase. And Rob, you actually had a decent comment about this. Adam Gase made the comment in that they were there that the taking down the Patriots is the goal this year. I'm definitely paraphrasing that phrase. Maybe you can expand upon it a little bit. But this, but Adam Gase made the made the move of calling out the Patriots, which seems a bit dangerous on his end. And Todd Bowles, you know, he was very stoic. He never really called out any teams by name. He just preached a message of wanting to win no matter who the opponent. Didn't really play into the you know, whole rivalry spirit or not or whatnot. But this was an interesting quote from Adam Gase and what he said. Tell us a little about a little bit about what you wrote, Rob. It's kind of funny if you think about it. Mm. Mangini, stoic. Yes. Lock away the key. Don't say a damn word. Rex Ryan, mm. the dude, the life of the party. Yeah. Going nuts. Then they go 180. Bowls. Yeah. So again, stoic. Gase. I don't know. We'll see. Now, let's not let's not get it confused. He didn't guarantee Super Bowls. He didn't say it no, to the no, press no, no, no. like yeah. Rex Ryan. So we won't go that far. He said it to his team. It got reported. C.J. Mosley backed it up in the media. Uh, uh, it's not completely lost in sports. I like boldness. I like that 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 spine. But let's be honest. You can only take that route if you're ready. If you're set in-house and you everything is secure. And I just don't think they're at that level yet. If they have everything set in-house and they're ready to go and they're doing things the right way, party time, the boldness, that stuff will come automatically. Yes. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't really like pushing that. It's a great marketing ploy. It's great to hype the fan base up. But again, just take care of business. It's it's funny. Do, when was the last time the New England Patriots talked about another team in that but manner? Rarely, they, if ever. They don't do it. So it's curiously, it curiously contrasts with the winning ways of the NFL, mm-hmm. that method. Yeah, so it's, we'll okay. see. No, it's just so interesting to me that Gaze comes out and does this. It's almost like, you know, poking the sleeping giant, except the giant's been awake this entire time and destroying everything in its path. So this seems like a silly move on his part in a way. I understand you want to pump the fan base up a little bit, but, you know, this is the Patriots, an NFL dynasty that shows no that shows no signs of ending anytime soon. You want to do it? Do your talking out on the field, I say. Go out there over these first seven weeks in the season and go out there and prove it on the field, I say. But right now, this seems a little bit foolhardy in Gase's, in, in Gase's spot right now. But maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe this will pump the team up a, a, even further. And we'll get our first glimpse of the team this week as voluntary minicamp strikes and as we lead into the draft beginning on Thursday night. That'll probably do it for our latest episode of Jets All the Way. Rob, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Um, I think we brought the ruckus, as JB would say. <laughs> ah, perfect. Love it. Uh, unfortunately, Curb Your Enthusiasm won't be back until 2020. We eagerly await its return. Hopefully there will be some decent Jets football to open the JB Smooth era moving forward. That'll do it. That'll do it for the Jets All the Way podcast. Thanks again for listening, folks. You can support support us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Thank you for following us as always on Twitter and listen and downloading our podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Jeff Magliacchetti, at Jeff Mags, G-E-O-F-F-M-A-G-S, 5490-5490 on Twitter. And you could follow Rob Sabo at Rob Sabo, R-O-B-S-A-B-O. That's that's the handle, right, Rob? I believe so, but it's not important. Elite Sports New York. 
just worry about that. Yes, worry about that one as well. And you can catch all our updates and follow us on EliteSportsNewYork.com. Thanks for listening, folks. I'm Jeff Magliche for Rob Sabo. Thanks for listening and keep up the great work. Thanks.